So good. So Welcome good. in. Welcome in, Marvel fans, man fan, to a little Rants and Raves edition of the Mad About Movies podcast. The time we take a step back from the movies of the moment, which there are a lot of, we will get mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. We've got yeah. Ray and the Last Dragon talk. We'll get uh, Coming to America eventually mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, Brian, the <laughs> Snyder Cut. Uh, some drama happening with the Snyder Cut on uh, some leakage, maybe some sabotaging. We'll get all of that <laughs> next week. Not next week, two weeks from now when Batman yeah. Chain joins us and we got all things Snyder Cut. So, yeah. so we're recording this on March 9th and the Snyder Cut comes out, what, March 18th? 18th? Okay, so we still have time for that giant asteroid to take us out and prevent this <laughs> from having to happen. Cool, all right. I told Batman Shane, him and... Uh, him and Juice, uh, <laughs> VIP Juice, can just uh, just roll that one. I don't know if the uh, if the Mam Fam would appreciate that though. But what we are going to do is that is going to be, I think, a VIP exclusive episode. The Snyder yeah. Cut. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll probably put a lot of that um, behind uh, the paywall for the patrons uh-huh. because they're the ones who talk to us about DC and kind of right. know what we actually think. We might put a little teaser out there on the main feed. But sure. if you're really really into Justice League. And you're really, really into what we think about maybe what mm-hmm. we might think about the Snyder Cut and and all that surrounds it. Become a patron in the next couple weeks. Yeah. It'll be worth it in the long run. We we, we sure. promise you at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. And um, that'll be a fun conversation where kind of anything goes. Because when we're on the main <laughs> feed, to be quite honest with you, kind of make the show a little bit more, I don't know, not family friendly, but more, I don't know, well-rounded. Okay. So yeah, that's a good behind the paywall, I think we mm-hmm. can be ourselves a little bit more and tell, sure. tell people how we actually feel, you know, yeah. a little bit easier with the uh, yeah. people like, we've gained the trust with in the VIP. So. Right, right. Like I said, when I pitched this idea to y'all of, of let's move that to the main feed and do a throwback, or excuse me, to the VIP feed and do a throwback on the main feed this week, I think I said, um, if if people are going to tell us to go kill ourselves, at least make them pay $5 first. So that's what, <laughs> that's what we're going with. Well, I don't anticipate my <laughs> my hate to be that strong or my love to be we'll that strong. Maybe, we'll see. maybe if I love it so much, people will tell me to kill myself because mm, so, they okay. think it's so well, bad. Maybe it'll be one of those like Rise of Skywalker situations, you know, where yeah. I, I love it, but people are telling me to kill myself because I like a movie. So that's... What a, what a All fun right. couple of months that was <laughs> going from Joker to Rise of Skywalker and just riding oh the Lord. wave of emotions wave. on the internet for, for a couple of months. What a, what a time. What a time. Yeah, I'm, I uh, got some, uh, please, I want to set you on fire uh, emails <laughs> yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm, so yeah, mm-hmm. it was, you know, a good time to be a movie reviewer. Right. And all that. But, um, you know, we take a Hey, at least we got paid a lot to say that, that we like Star we Wars. We did. Though, it right? was we Todd got a Phillips ton. direct mm. deposited a lot for that. So <laughs> paid for all three of our vacation homes. So that's that's good. No, just kidding. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> well, it's going to be fun to talk WandaVision. And speaking of the VIPs, there's been a WandaVision spoilers channel mm. in our Discord. And it has been so fun 
this entire time, basically, uh, since episode one aired. Uh, before that, we started the channel and people were talking about the trailers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. um, and then as this has come out, we've had that communal experience with our VIPs every Friday morning or Thursday night for some people because some of our VIPs stay up late until it premieres at 2 a.m. or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, East Coast, to talk about it and get their first reactions and kind of live talk about it. And I mean, the the amount of speculation and rumors surrounding this show, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Sure. I, I mean, it, it dwarfs even The Mandalorian with like the amount of Easter egg and talking points surrounding the show. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awesome. But I, I want to shout out to our or WandaVision spoilers channel, because we're going to start another one here next week with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And that'll be a lot of fun to, to undig that one as it goes week by week. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. Disney decided to do it this way. Marvel studios decided to do it this way. Um, They didn't really do it this way with WandaVision. And I guess we could start there, Brian, because Mm -hmm. episode one of WandaVision, um, Actually, before we do that, I should say spoilers are going to be full in this episode. So hopefully everyone that's listened to this has seen all of WandaVision. If you haven't, you need to see it all before listening to this. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say it right then. Okay? Fair warning. Mm-hmm. Yep. So episode warned. one of WandaVision, we, we, kind of, we kind of get, I don't know, a, a straight sitcom, <laughs> old 50s style mm-hmm. sitcom with with Vision and Wanda, and there's not much left to interpretation in terms of where they're going to go, Brian. And and so what they did was they released two episodes that first weekend. And so mm-hmm. in that second episode, they go a little bit more into like what, what could be going on. And so I think they probably sure. sat around that table and were like, uh, yeah, this is going to be really jarring if we just release this episode <laughs> by itself, because people are going to be like, what is this? You know? <laughs> But but yeah, those two, it really does give it context. That was very for sure, for sure. No, that and that was the experience that I had. So Lindsay and I sat down with Coop to watch this, and I, I was aware this may not be his jam, but we're gonna give it a try. Uh, we watched the first episode, and he was like, "No thanks, I'm out. Not interested at all." Uh, which I totally get. That's that's a this show is probably gonna be a hard sell to. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's about to turn eight, so. It's a hard sell for a seven-year-old anyway, I think, but especially that first episode when it's in black and white and it's, I, I think, very accurately old-fashioned in the way that it's set up and and the sort of I Love Lucy feel or I Dream of Jeannie feel or whatever to it. It's it's a That's a tough sell for a seven-year-old that's used to watching, you know, 70 Pokemon episodes a day and stuff. So it, it was, so we stopped. So like that, that night we're like, okay, cool. We'll just, we'll put it aside. Lindsay and I'll come back. We'll watch this later. And then we didn't until episode four was out, I think, uh, or maybe five. I need to go back and look and get the, the, uh, the episode where, oh yeah, it was episode five. So I didn't watch it again until episode five was out. And at that point, my, I think my brother texted me and was like, "Hey, you have got to catch up on this because you're you're gonna really." I recommended it after that first yeah. week, uh-huh. and was just like, "I could see where this is going, and this is a total Brian Richard type type of thing." You sure. know, there's not a lot of stuff I recommend to you guys, mm-hmm. but that was one where I'm like, "Dude, this is made for people sure. like uh, like us who I yeah. don't know, kind of have this back knowledge of all this stuff." 
30 minutes is a tough a tough thing to do uh in a non-bidge format i think i so i i think this was the right decision to put this out weekly i think they did the right thing with that same as as with uh mandalorian and and i think the same with with Falcon and uh, and the Winter Soldier, I I think I like the week to week in some in some ways. I know people it drives some people crazy, but I think some shows binge better than than others. Uh, Thirty minutes is though is is kind of a tough cutoff. So uh, you you, you kind of like if you base your whole night around all right, cool, we're gonna watch Wandavision. It's like oh 20, 22 minutes. All right, we're done. All right, okay, all right. Now you know what do we, what do we go from here? Uh, but anyway, so we watched four episodes in a row after that first one. And, uh, and I was super locked in by that point. So I think it built really well. I'm impressed with, I think they, to your point from the, from the, the outset, I think they made the right decision to put out both of those episodes in, the, in week one to try to give people a real taste of what was coming. Because that first episode really does kind of feel like now having seen all nine episodes, it really does kind of feel like an outlier in terms of the plotting of it. Like there's very little hints of what is to come. Except with Vision's boss like dying and and the, you know them trying to her trying to get Vision to to save him and stuff like that. That's the only real moment in in that first episode that kind of gives you a hint of things are coming. Like things are going to be different, and we're going to move forward and do something. This is doing something interesting and strange, and and it's going to take a while. I think every episode after that, for the next like three or four episodes, gives you a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. So I think they were smart to do two episodes week one and then, but I enjoyed the, the week to week. I, I, I thought it was, it was something to look forward to. Uh, I think it worked pretty well from a format standpoint and, uh, and the way the show built through the course of, of the season. I think it worked really well on that front. I'm with you. I really, this is, I don't know, one of the funner, I don't know, maybe Mandalorian. Uh, season two was a lot of fun for me uh, to wake up to. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones towards the end was was really fun, but this is sure. this is one of the f- more fun experiences I've had watching a show. So there was a lot of speculation after that first episode, Brian, about what this is. You know, it's like because we've mm-hmm. seen Endgame at this point. Like everybody watching right. this, I assume knows Vision and Wanda, right? And so you're like, okay, spoiler alert: we knows what we know what happens with both of them. <laughs> in those movies. And so like, so how could this series be a thing? Like how, what's going to happen? You know, how is this, how is this possible? And so that's where the rumors start, right? That first episode, you're like, okay, is this uh, are they dead? Is this a, uh, are they mm-hmm. in purgatory now? Is this uh, all a dream? Is this uh, some kind of a technological breakthrough that they've made with the, uh, within uh shield, you know, some kind of, you know, there's, it's already, so fun to talk about, like, right, just, right. The, just the kind of premise of a sitcom world with these characters. So I want to start there. I think the entire way they went about this is just freaking awesome, dude. Mm. Like, so hold on before we get, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but were you, I can't remember. Were you, were you excited about this? Were you into this idea? I was not into a show okay, about, same this here. is the thing. This is the thing. I was not into a show about Wanda or Vision. And I think Marvel Studios understands that most people don't give a crap about Wanda or Vision. In fact, if they probably <laughs> power rank the characters among all the fan base, Wanda and Vision would probably rank near the end. Mm-hmm. Probably lower than characters who have been killed off in earlier movies or are like <laughs> Agent Coulson and people like that, right? Yeah. And so um, 
no, when they announced oh, WandaVision, I'm like, oh, God. And this and this is the first thing they're gonna do, and I was like, "Oh, geez, you know, I mm-hmm. this this made me really nervous." It seemed like a risky one to to base this whole bit on for this. Like it it, it seems like it could have been, yeah. If if you go Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that seems like a really easy one to introduce this concept with, but they you know they didn't, and it seems to have worked out. But but I'm with you. Like Vision especially. I, I like Wanda fine, but I will admit that that at least um some of it is that I really like Elizabeth Olsen, so that's part of it. But uh but Vision in particular I think is is the most is the most boring character to me in, in the whole of the MCU. Like anytime he's on screen in Avengers movies, I'm just kinda like kinda, you know, nodding off. He he kinda and I love Paul Bettany. Uh, but vision himself just really did not interest me at all. And, and I don't think that the, the, the MCU movies really use, uh, Scarlet Witch to, or Wanda too well either. So it's like, uh, I was super not excited about this at all, <laughs> like at all, at all, at all. And, and then it turns out this was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty stinking good. If the only reason, I mean, this is going to be my thesis at the end too. But if the only reason this show exists is to make us care or give a crap about Vision and Wanda, then mm-hmm. mission accomplished. Sure. Right? For me, <laughs> yeah. I Because I now will look at them in a different context when I'm watching Avengers Ultra, Age of Ultron, right? Mm-hmm. When I think maybe some of that goes back, some of the hate for Vision goes back to that that film and kind of the origin and how that was done and it was kind of sloppy and you knew it was coming and it was kind of rushed and the whole Jarvis thing. And yeah, sure. maybe if that was done or retconned in some way, um, I would I would like that. I would like Vision more. But this series makes me appreciate Vision more. But all that to say, the entire approach from Disney Marvel on this the boldness that they had, the balls that they had to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, man. This like makes me want to like just pour money into Disney stock, you know? Like this makes <laughs> me think that they freaking get it, you know? Like when they can do anything that they want, anything. Mm-hmm. And on planet Earth, they they decide to do this. And some people might have hated it, some people probably didn't get it, but it's such a creative leap from what they're normally used to doing. And it showcases their ability to break out of the Marvel cinematic universe, so mm-hmm. to speak. Does that make sense? Sure. While staying within the world that they've built and to, to, to give whole new enriched life to these characters sure. and to pay homage to honestly, the, the, the shows that, that built us, you know, I mean, I mean, we'll get into all that stuff and the shows that they reference and all that, but I mean, just the approach and, and to do it this way, instead of saying, all right, we're just doing a show about Wanda and vision and they're living in Avengers tower and that's the show. And mm-hmm. here's a villain. Like they could have done that and people would have watched sure. it and it probably would have been pretty good. Right? right. But this was like, they sat down and said, we're not doing that. We're going to do something way creative. Like, very like something like you've never seen before. And and mm-hmm. I was honestly really surprised and very delighted by just the whole WandaVision universe that they made here with these this ten episode thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's an ambitious thing. Like it's and and Disney gets tons of crap and some of it 
some of it I think rightly so and some of it maybe not, but they get a lot of crap for for making sort of cookie cutter type stuff and mass audience things. And and this is this is mass audience in that it's a it's an established property. It's people that you know from a movie, the biggest movie of all time. Uh, it's, you know, it's beautiful people. Like both of them are, are good looking people and, and, uh, very charismatic and all this sort of stuff. So it like, it gets that part obviously, and, and it inherits that and it, it uses that quite well to, to its advantage. The show does, but, but this is a, it's a pretty, pretty ambitious endeavor to, uh, to make each episode so different and to base it in a uh such a a different world every episode such a different world and to really i don't know how you felt but like watching episode one i was like i kind of thought this is a fun bit but it 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 does kind of feel like a gimmick and i wonder how long it'll take before this kind of wears off for me before this is not not endearing anymore and now it's just kind of kind of tired but instead I'll be honest, I was very impressed with the links that they went to to make each of those episodes feel like the period that that they're supposed to be in and wholly impressed with Elizabeth Olsen especially and the the different characters that she plays along the way based on the era that that episode is in. Um I I thought again, I I love Elizabeth Olsen, I'm a big fan, but I I wasn't that's a really, um, it's a pretty subtle performance that she's putting on over the course of nine episodes. Uh, well, at least those first seven, eight episodes, because that's a lot of different hats that you got to put on and 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 play v- different versions of that character, and that's really tough. Like it's really impressive that she was able to to pull that off with such um, authenticity. Like the, I think it's episode seven, I'm pulling it up. Yeah, the episode seven, which is the the mockumentary episode. I mean, she's just full on channeling Julie Bowen in, in Modern Family in that episode. And it's like, man, she's really getting this. This is This works very well. Before we talk a little bit more WandaVision, welcome in a special guest. Got to thank our sponsor for this episode, our friends over at Keeps. Guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. In fact, two out of three guys are going to start losing their hair by the time they're 35. It's just a fact of life, but it doesn't have to be because you can get treated from home with your friends from Keeps. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but never for this price. When I learned I was starting to lose my hair, I wanted to do something about it, and that's where Keeps has helped me. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss this year, and maybe forever, go to Keeps.com slash Matt to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's Keeps.com slash Matt. Keeps makes it so much easier to keep your hair. So take advantage of this offer. Keeps.com slash Matt, guys. Keep your hair. 2021 with Keeps. Before we talk about, you know, what this means, MCU characters that are in this and stuff, I want to talk some about the shows that are featured. Mm-hmm. And um, great timing here because... Joining us now, via satellite. Look at that guy, is, uh, Richard R.B. Barden. Um, he can't hear us, but we're gonna try and. What's up? How's uh, we one division tonight? I presume. Sorry for are. for being late. I had a I had a late. Uh, I had something to run after, but I'm glad to be here. Glad to be talking. I actually watched a show, guys. I've 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 temporarily <laughs> came out like you know, Evil Can mm-hmm. Evil from 
retirement and and uh, watch the show. And yeah. are we doing general thoughts? Yeah, we're still in that, and okay. we're just kind of wrapping with uh, just the approach of this show. Yeah, because I, you know, I was saying that Marvel can do anything that they want. Sure, and to do a show that kind of mimics old school sitcoms, I think, is really bold. So, what's your thought on just? Just the whole approach of WandaVision before we kind of get into some of the more specifics. Yeah, man. I, I, uh, so I, I did not read any sort of, I have no idea how this was received other than the memory of it all. Um, which I think is a, what I loved about it, um, was, and I, I wish Netflix would do this with, I understand their model with, with bigger releases though, like four times a year. This felt huge. Because it went on for six, eight weeks, right? It felt yeah. I have no idea what its watch numbers were. I assume very high because of, you know, the Marvel piece and the Disney piece, but this just felt like such a big event. Um, mm-hmm. whereas Netflix shows, even the really big ones, you know, four or five days after they're released, there's kind of a moratorium on talking about them because you don't know where everyone is, et cetera, et cetera. I, I just really liked the staggered release and this felt really big. And and that's part of what I really liked about it. Um was That's was a that, good point I, about with binging and talking about it with people, you don't know where everyone is. It's yeah. like, you can so only this, talk about it with people who have seen the entire thing. Cause it's like, right. have you seen Bridgerton? It's like, yeah, I'm in episode four. Okay. never mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, so, okay. <laughs> and, and I get that. If you want to do that with a lot of shows, Netflix, I think that's cool. There is something fun about, Oh wow. 13 episodes of this are up. But I think right. for your tent pole stuff, there's something to be said about releasing it to it at a time to kind of feed the, you know, critical industrial complex, um, to 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 talk about it, to meme it, and everything. Anyway, I say all that to say I, I came to this a little late. I started last week after a lot of it had been done. So other than you know the you know winky meme and and stuff like that, I was a little unfamiliar. And I so I I don't know if this was like a huge hit critically or or really slammed. Other than you know little sarcastic jokes here and there, but I I I did like the ambition of it, but I. I, I still don't really understand what it was trying to do. I, I, it was like half of, you know, which is the intent was a, a walk through memory lane of, of television history, but also partially like really important stuff going forward of different parts of the Marvel universe and all these things at once, which is a, effective. But as a viewer, I was very confused by it. Totally. I, I can't say yeah. I didn't hate it. I, I definitely didn't hate it, but I can't say I really enjoyed watching it because it was just, I kind of watched the whole thing. I can do faces because we're on video. Like Matt about movies podcast yeah. uh, slash VIP. If you want the video of this episode of, but I, I just kind of watched the whole thing. Like, what is what is this <laughs> coked out Marvel nightmare? <laughs> I'm enjoying it, but you know, but that's what it felt like. It that felt needs to like, be the Rotten Tomatoes, right there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, but but yeah, so that's kind of my my thoughts on it, but. Generally, but as we go more specifically, I'll have more positive things to say because there's a lot to like about this show, but it's hard to really quantify in a blurb, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think at the outset, the goal of this, Richard, and I'd already kind of said mm-hmm. this, was to make us care more about these characters. Yeah, and they at the are, same time, for sure. Uh, I'm not sure it accomplished that though, for me at least. Oh, okay. There's yeah, a, we'll, we'll get there. We can get there. Okay. Um, but at the same time, introducing new characters, right? Because I think there's so many characters that they're going to try to put into movies that need backstories and need people to care about that they don't want to waste a, t- a 20 minutes of a two-hour movie on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can throw Jimmy Woo in a movie now, and people 
almost instantly will be like, all right, let's go. And Jimmy Woo's here. And you can do that with things like this at the same time, having mm-hmm. those tentpole characters. So I think that's great. I think that's a great approach, a great way to do this. And it's a great way to use Disney plus man. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of kind of build these worlds without having to to spend the money on theatrical distribution, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then boom, hit them with these huge, big, uh, you know, I guess movies that uh, really solidify what you're doing on mm-hmm. sure. on the streaming platform and everything. So I think that's awesome. Uh, and Richard, you joined just in time because I want to talk about these sitcoms that they kind of spoof reference. I think that was one of the funnest parts for me. I mean, I'm an old school sitcom nut. I, I, I think, I think like the Dick Van Dyke show and Isle of Lucy influenced me more than like Rugrats and <laughs> Ren and Stimpy and stuff when I was like that age, you know, like I, I just, sure. I've seen every episode of all different shows, shows but I'm the night. same, same, yeah. same comedy, same That's exact comedy. I, me, I think, but just Twin Peaks, I think Stimpy old eighties, Twin Peaks, Lu- Lucille Ball of, of our time. <laughs> right. You always well, watch I mean, Twin it, Peaks in a Twin Peaks though. That's the, that's the impressive. Yeah, yeah. The only way to watch While it. Ironically. And Twin Peaks. Too. Yep. Yeah. And next to the Ren and Stimpy guy, who's a huge perv and he likes to hang out at the same Twin Peaks. So that, that's cool too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I heard it. I heard about that. So it uh, all comes together sort of perfectly. God, what, how, how awful would it have been if they had produced one of these shows? And then it's just like Dick Van Dyke. Me too. And they got this whole episode based on that. <laughs> and you know, you're like, like how? Oh, and it's like he's a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's not, I you, mean, what if, I know you, I'm, I'm serious. You're going to think this is from the seventies. Nope. Last week. <laughs> I'm serious. What if they had made this show what? in 2013 and like, all right, we got a Cosby show spoof episode. Get ready for this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're just, they, everything looked out. But, um, yeah, man, I just love, I love old school black and white. Those like formulaic, um, touchstone, really um, cornerstone sitcoms, and if anything else, this show made me accomplish for me was made me go back and watch all those shows, all mm. the shows that are referenced here. I'm like, gosh, I love that episode of Dick Van Dyke with the with the walnuts, so I need to go back and watch that, and I did. It was it was great, but uh, so it starts out kind of chronologically with an I Love Lucy esque episode it wasn't really that but it was kind of trying to build something around that and it makes me think that they had a lot of conversations internally about intellectual property rights and how much can we do without getting sued by mm-hmm. Lu productions or or you know um with a lot of this stuff and you know you see the later in the um in the series when they do the modern family that that's almost a direct spoof because mm-hmm. I guess they probably are, have a lot closer relationship with mm-hmm. ABC mm-hmm. than they do with, uh, you know, dun, dun, the studio dun, dun. behind modern family. I don't know if it was ABC. It was on ABC, but, uh, it was on ABC. I think that's actually, uh, both ways. I think that's a Fox show. Believe it. Right. I believe that's a 20th century Fox modern family, which was on ABC, but then right. none of that matters anymore. Cause Disney bought that too. Well, so said, the either way they got it. Yeah, they got it. They got it. <laughs> Uh, and so that that was kind of cool to see them see them do that and see oh they've got separate beds like they back used to back in the day and to to see some of the lines that they would use and how that would work but but it's it works in such a satirical way too guys um, that I didn't expect how back in the day when these sitcoms were on they were like the idealized version of life 
right? Mm-hmm. The, it, it, it almost yeah. was like two twin beds and a master. Should be dream. It was yeah. almost like you're watching a good housekeeping magazine and like, this is the standard to live by when you're watching leave it to beaver. Um, you sure. know, like you need to be wearing pearls while you're vacuuming and things like that. Uh, and it, it, as the show progresses and they do it in such a clever way that works with the story that they're telling that the world, that fake world collapses right <laughs> around you. And the same, the, the, the way these sitcoms work is almost that exact same way. Right. Mm. In fact, the episode is literally called breaking the fourth wall. When episodes and sitcoms start to break the fourth wall, Wanda herself breaks the fourth wall and realizes, Oh my God, what is happening? This is what I've done. And, and all of that. I just thought that that, I didn't expect that that satirical timeline to work that way with the story and the breaking out of the world and the sitcoms representing kind of her mind space during that time and the idealization of reality and things like that. And this is all aside from like the characters and what this means for Thor down the line and stuff like this is stuff that, uh, I was very, very, um, surprised by and, um, really enjoyed about it. But do y'all have any thoughts on that? Go ahead, Brian. I've talked a lot since I've joined. Yeah, no, it's a, I'm with you. I was also a little bit surprised by it and I was very pleased that it was able to, to pull those things off and, and to keep me, not just keep me entertained, but, but to keep me guessing on, on how it was going to play out week to week and, and what, what kind of tropes they were going to, uh, play with and, and sort of sub. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, for sure. When they were going to do Michael Malley show of money, uh, on, on that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't have bet on yes, dear. That was a mistake, but I, (laughs) I really, I hit on Malcolm in the middle pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, I I think I, I thought it was really mysteries of Wanda. (laughs) <laughs> Laura, that'd be so gosh. Imagine, imagine. She's she's a cop and a mom, guys. And a um, witch. That's what's hard. And a witch. The witch part. How? Uh it's amazing. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Um yeah, like I, I thought kind of speaking to what Richard said when he jumped in here, like I thought that the so. self contained elements of it were the best. Those were that was the part that I was the most into. As it ties into the MCU at large, um, maybe less successful or, mm-hmm. or less interested, I I guess, but but the if you just look at this as an island um, within right. the, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, love the island. Now how is it, how it connects to the rest? Maybe not. We'll see. I think you're right. Can't like part of the part of the plan was like to to get people invested in these characters. Um, it worked for me. It sounds like it didn't work for Richard. I've I've seen um, lots of people on both sides of that. You know that it, that it did work or it didn't work. So. Well, I will I say we'll it worked. It worked for me, and I like them more. I care about them more than I sure. did. I still don't really care about them. for you mm-hmm. know what I mean. So, sure. like, well, I, we we came in with the established. Right. We said they this were before once, you came in here. Yeah, yeah, we we were super uninterested, especially in yeah. Vision, but but in both of them uh, prior to the show. So, 
if that goes from a one to a four, that's still right, pretty, exactly. you know, that's an improvement. That's um, exactly the numbers I was going to use for me. Yep, for sure. <laughs> okay. Literally. Sure. But but I did really love the self-contained the old one for Eduardo Nahara, baby. <laughs> I, yeah. So um, I, I wanted to ask you guys what your favorite spoof there was, uh, what your favorite old school sitcom was. Um, I like the Brady Bunch episode, too, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the episode that really accented not only – uh, spoofing a sitcom, but also really worked well with the story was the Malcolm in the Middle one. Uh, mm. And the introduction of the twins and how the twin characters and the brother characters work in that show, uh, Malcolm in the Middle, and how they bring back uh, Quicksilver, Pietro, mm-hmm. the uh, Evan Peters version, by the way, yeah. of Quicksilver, Pietro. and That was cool. They have him as kind of the older brother from Malcolm in the Middle, right? Uh, at, and so they have that, uh, them doing the narration the whole time and everything. And and at the same time, Vision himself is is this uh, Brian Cranston character. is just completely nuts. Like, you know, it's kind of, kind of losing his mind. He's at a circus. It's like, what the heck's going on? And the mom is typical Jane Kaczmarek, right? Uh, is trying to keep the kids at bay. My and everything's going crazy around the neighborhood. There's a Halloween uh, party. That's a great little bottle episode of mm-hmm. TV, you know. Um, but I thought that one worked probably the best with, like, the story that they needed to tell. And they're not just, like, tacking a sitcom on top of it, you know. Like, it actually felt, like, organic to WandaVision and the mm-hmm. story. Like, it felt like, oh, this is reminiscent of Malcolm in the Middle, but it's, like, not what we're doing here. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Sure, sure. Yeah, Absolutely. I, like that. I thought, you know, it's funny, like you said, my favorite, my favorite sitcom ones, like the Brady Bunch one was good, but it was like a very, it's, it's different between which were my favorite episodes of spoofing sitcoms and which were my favorite ones they chose to do. Meaning the Brady Bunch is a pretty lazy thing to spoof, right? Like we've all seen that, done that, you know, even mm-hmm. the kind of Dick Van Dyke stuff is, to me, it was more interesting to do something like Modern Family just because I haven't seen that really spoofed before. Malcolm in the Middle, certainly. But those episodes were of like, you know, the Brady Bunchy stuff was very good. It was very well done. So it's like, what's my favorite one they chose to do versus my favorite episode is kind of a difficult because it was like, oh, well, they're doing this world. Okay, this is funny. This is cool. The um, the 90s kind of full house married with yeah, children. Yeah, like late 80s. Or 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Family ties. That. that yeah. That that was the era when the show started. I was like, I wonder how they're going to do that. Uh, I wonder well, which I, show they're going to pick. And it yeah, like they pick I, Family Ties with a mixture mm-hmm. of like Full House. Yeah, and Step by Step, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought that day was the episode. Day, it was funny. The twins, the twins, and the fact that the Olsen twins were in Full House and all that. Right, whole, right. That was funny how they did that, but. I thought that's episode five. I think, and that that was the one to me that really broke out of the we're taking the the concept and the trope and kind of just we're going to lay our our concept on top of it and the it's kind of intertwined them for the maybe not the first time but but successfully for the full episode i thought that was the one that kind of broke that that out a little bit and maybe unlocked a little bit of what's to come uh in the next few episodes so yeah that one was the one that was called we interrupt this program which is when you uh 
you finally you, you kind of see um, the outside world, and I mean, some of the stuff that they were able to do uh, with the outside and the new characters mm-hmm. that they um, that they introduced, I was I was all about it. I'm all about the sword kind of um, level of this stuff, you know, like the the whole mm-hmm. backstory of that, the Monica Rambo stuff how that connects to captain Marvel and that, that past, how she's going to be like this awesome character. I think going forward uh, as photon or or whatever, I think Mm. that's her name photon. Um, But yeah, that, that is going to be really fun. Um, But that, that was a fun one to break out of the sitcom world and see, Mm -hmm. okay, what's going on with shields, what's going on with the Avengers and that man, that opening of that, I don't know, remember if it was that episode or I think it was earlier when they first introduced Monica where she like wakes up in the hospital like as the snap is reversed, right? And all these people are coming back to life and the hospitals are are overwhelmed. I was like, that is, you know, it's reminiscent of the, the beginning of, of Avengers Endgame where, you know, Hawkeye's house and the kids disappear. It's like when you put these things into like that real world perspective real world situations of like wow if this actually happened how would it be and how would people react that was one of those moments and gosh what a scene and Mm -hmm. that was i think our discord like absolutely lost it on that episode they're like all right it felt like we were back in avengers endgame again you know it's Mm -hmm. like we're back in the mcu and it's official now and this is this is it oh my god that was a incredible sequence how they took the whole concept of that and the people coming back and her running through the corridors and all that i mean that was that was fantastic but all that to say i love the sword aspect what about you guys yeah i think it's a really cool way to to, uh to bring that part of the mcu into into this show i mean the blip is a really i think is a very interesting thing just to to explore in in these movies or, or, or in the show and so it's it was fun to see them uh approach that and give a little more depth to it and I don't think, I mean, that we have, well, I know we haven't, that we, we, in the movies, you don't see, you don't get a real a glimpse at what that would look like. Um, if you're just a normal human being, we get it when they, when, when everybody comes through the, the portals or whatever. And that's a great, I mean, one of the great moments in, in, uh, action movie or comic book movie history is really cool, but I, this was just as affecting in some ways because it's it's like whoa, holy cow! Like that's a that's a. I, I guess I hadn't really thought about like wow, what would that be like if you're on the the opposite end of the blip? You kind of spend some time in uh, in in game, kind of exploring the the after effects of of being you know left behind essentially, but you didn't don't really get into what what's it like when everybody just starts randomly popping mm-hmm. back in and stuff. So, man, I thought that was really cool and it was a great open to that episode. I I man, I thought that was incredible. I absolutely loved that and I loved um I don't know, the consequences of some of this stuff like this had such account. yeah. It's not like they just destroy cities in the MCU mm-hmm. and it's just like, mm-hmm. all right, city destroyed next movie (laughs) you know like they feel like they've done damage like like they're destroying the planet i think they definitely recovered from that because i think that was an issue i think right in like kind of phase two of marvel where it was just sort of entire civilization movie yeah yeah. exploding stuff but everything's fine 
Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, I, I think now, you know, they've, they've recovered from that and figured out ways to add, add that sort of humanity to it, which is great. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. And I don't know if it, um, actually came to fruition in this series. I, I guess I didn't pay it that much close attention, but there was a lot of talk on our WandaVision channel feed about, um, like the the multiverse opening up because like doing a blip and then a reverse blip and then a blip you know like that screws up space time so bad that this is going to open up basically anything being possible in the MCU like just wait for this next Spider-Man movie this mar- yeah. multiverse yeah. of madness they're going to be like oh what we've done with the snap has destroyed the fabric of the planet and 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 Time, space time now all all possibilities have, are possible and so now right. anything is going to be possible and they're going to here's Hugh Jackman and oh yeah here's Toby Maguire all that stuff's going to be possible and that's going to be I guess fine I guess an organic Risky. way to, to make that happen yeah. instead of just forcing them in there you know mm. some weird mm-hmm. way and just say alright here's Toby Maguire again because people <laughs> like those movies you know so yeah yeah, that Spider-Man movie is going to really uh that was the first thing I thought about the towards the end of this whole thing was like, mm-hmm. man, you you know Marvel, you know Kevin Feige, they they don't do anything they don't do anything by accident. They don't do anything without it planned out 40 steps in advance and stuff and and boy, we are this is going to have direct tie-ins to to this Spider-Man movie that just apparently is just bringing back literally anyone who has ever been in a Spider-Man movie. Is it that thing too where I'm actually asking you this, Brian, because I think you're the perfect perfect person to ask because of Coop. Man, this is – I mean, I'm old, right? I'm 34. <laughs> I'm not in the target demo for this. You know, I'm part of it, but I'm on the north end of it. It takes quite a bit of sort of like memory and a little maybe Wikipedian for me to like mm-hmm. track all these timelines and like where it's going. Are, are kids able to just kind of – do that is that or is yeah man, is this pretty I, convoluted plot yeah. line here and and coop's a little now granted i'm a little old and coop's probably a little young you know what right. what is he now he's like nine eight He'll seven eight eight yeah, okay shortly so yeah. maybe we're looking more for maybe they're targeting more like 12 or something right i don't know sure. Um, no, I I think you're I, onto something i mean there's there's too much to tr- it's too much it's too much it's like it's but if like, they're watching them multiple times a, a right. year, which I'm not, yeah. maybe. But I, I'm actually asking. I'm not trying to say. It's no, stupid. no. I, I mean, I think I think that is something. I mean, that that's I, I we we talked in for when when Endgame came out, we talked about how what a ridiculous accomplishment this whole thing was, right? Like mm-hmm. to pull that off for 22 movies or whatever it is, and to have it all make sense and to be good and um, to be you know something that is enjoyable for through throughout from, from start to finish pretty much. And uh, that's, that's incredible. But also like we've kind of reached the limit of what our brains can, can keep when we go into one of these movies, right. you know, like that, that was one of the things I loved about the first guardians of the galaxy was like, it felt so separate from mm-hmm. everything else that it was like, it's the, it's the themes that I dig and the, you know, the general quality that I like, you know, all these yep. things that are very familiar and, Tone. and comfortable. Yep. Yeah, totally. They're very comfortable. 
but it's a story that I don't have to like, okay, now how does this tie into Iron Man and how do we, you know, all these sorts of things. So I, I do think, I mean, it's, it's not totally dissimilar at this point to like, um, when the final season of Game of Thrones came out, my wife was like, I think I want to watch this show because it's, it's such a cultural thing. So, you know, let's watch the show. And I had watched it from, from the outset and, we're like three episodes in and I'm doing like yarn charts on the wall to like help her remember like who all the these people sunny are. And exactly. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's too much and yeah. it helps in this versus that it helps that Spider-Man is easier to remember than what, you know, whatever Robert mm-hmm. Baratheon or something like that. But it is still, it's a lot. It's a lot. And to, it's before, to keep in I mean, Toby Maguire was done doing Spider-Man before Coop was born. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, it's, and, and it's I can tell you, too. he does not give a rip about those Andrew Garfield ones. Like at all. Like if we well, put those, Spider-Man, those don't exist. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a risky play to, to have that much that kids especially need to need to remember, or at least to like base level right. sort of understand. Well the, well, the great thing and Ken, I know you have thoughts. I just want to interject this real quick. The, the great thing about, um, you know, the the Kevin Feige guided comic book universe, uh, Marvel universe is is the the real, and they're not necessarily note for note takes from from these comic book plots, but the real understanding of that world, the interlocking plots of that world, the interlocking timelines of that world, and really working that into mass pop culture entertainment. And I would worry, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they pulled that off great with Phase One. They pulled it off. Great with phase two. They pulled it off exceptionally in phase three in terms of that really that structure. And then the overall phase A, right, of all of those interlocking together. I worry uh, – my concern would be – and granted, we've seen 1% of what the next phase will be. So things will become more apparent to us and we'll see how they do it. But just seeing this, it's like, man, this is going to be convoluted AF, man. Like this mm-hmm. is going to be mm-hmm. like – this is going to be a lot and at least from my – and I, I hope they're not going too far into the comic. Like, okay, we now are doing comic book movies because right. a lot of kids that like these are com- going to be traditional comic book fan kids. But a lot of kids and people, I shouldn't keep, they're not just kids' movies, but that's who buys the toys. That's what pays the for the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. But a lot of kids that like at least the first three weren't, you know, they're kids that like soccer or whatever, you know, but they also like Marvel. And I, I worry that it's going to go too into that just monetarily, but, but I, they'll pull it off, I'm sure. They always do. Yeah, a couple thoughts. Um, you know, you, you look back at, at when the MCU started, and it really started with that Iron Man mm. movie. Uh, so I think Spider-Man Far From Home, were they trying to do that and, and make make Tom Holland kind of the new face of the MCU, the, the character that, that everything kind of revolves around? Um, I don't know. Um, it's not super clear to me after that. Uh, so what will be the tent pole kind of thing that centers everything? Uh, I, I don't know. Is it going to be Wanda? I don't know. Is it Captain Marvel? I don't know. Uh, we'll find out here soon. I'm sure mm-hmm. we would have known more in 2021 had it been a normal year in 2020. We'd have three right. movies last year or two, at least. Yeah. Um, we would have had Tai Chi, I think early this year too. Um, so we would have had three by this point maybe, but Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, but it, it's important that they establish, like, a direction early. And to your comment, Richard, about convolutedness, 
I'm a, I'm totally okay with convolutedness if they're trying to build something early. You know, if like okay, we need to reset. Totally. We've got WandaVision, this Winter Soldier series, and that, and one more show to kind of set up our world, and then from then on, it's going to be just we're just living in it, right? And I and I trust yeah. them to connect those dots. I would just say, from what we've seen before, they started simple with Iron Man, or like Brian mentioned, when they started going into space with Guardians of the Galaxy, a little bit with Thor. They started simple and then worked to this very complex storyline. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like they're starting from complex, and they may very awesomely build it back to where it's a really simple thing to understand. And I, I think and hope they will. It's just different, you know. It's just a different, you know, sure. um, kind of thing. And so I, I look at this and go, man, if this is this, if this is the same trajectory of the pre-Endgame Marvel universe, we're starting at a much more complex point, and if yeah. it's going to go up from here, oh boy! But it probably won't. I'm just that's that's just an interesting thing to talk about. Sure, I, I would guess, and I don't know this at all, obviously, but, but at least. My thought coming into this series and whether it, I don't know whether this, I don't think this series changes it, changes that for me, but, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm open to the idea. I think I, I take exactly what you're saying, Richard. I think you, you, you have this like vast network of, of interconnecting parts, um, that have come out over, over the course of, yeah. of 22 movies or whatever. But I think the idea is that it, it all sort of funnels through that that all comes together with with in game and now in game is your next launching point to build mm-hmm. from again from quote unquote simple out kind of like what what you're saying but whether they can whether they can do that while also bringing in um all these elements from the previous phases that you're that you want to continue to see take part in you know in the next phases of this thing and then what in the world happens with with far from home by bringing in everything um right or excuse me spider-man 3 no sorry, way home that, yeah, yeah. that movie no is way called. home like okay there we go i um, happen to be i don't know I, I'm I, not. <laughs> that, that will be no and look at you you knew um but but the i mean if you do if you do that spider-man movie in the similar way that they did into the spider-verse and it's sort of self-contained like here's the, the movie that features andrew garfield and toby mcguire and tom holland and you know whatever else then it, and then that's it we're not going to bring them back again that's i think that's doable but when you I mean, we'll see, we'll see, but that's a lot. You're, you're right. Like it's a lot to compress down into a new starting point. Um, if they are, are not very careful with it. I don't want to get in, get down that train. Sure. Far, um, as the train is literally passing, I'm sorry about that. There's noise, <laughs> but Hey, four stockyards for you on a Tuesday at 10 30 PM. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be, like, do they feel a need to retcon those Spider-Man movies or something? Like, is anybody super upset about those existing? Like, I think we're fine with them. I feel like we've reset Spider-Man. Like, I don't. I guess we'll overall see a, a purpose in that being a thing. Sure. Um, but we'll we'll find out at some point. And one more point on Spider-Man, and I got a lot more to talk about WandaVision. But um, Brian, to your point about your kid and you know Spider-Man and all that. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man is just such a fun character to watch yeah. on screen, young character that kids can relate to. And I think that having that it, it, at its core, it, I think is really attractive. And I think Black Panther was such a fun world to live in, a character that just is really awesome in the action scenes. And Wakanda is just such an awesome place. And it's a character you really care about. So yeah. I think they've got those going for them in terms of little kids caring mm-hmm. and maybe Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but do they bring back Captain America? 
do kids give a rip about Thor that much? Is it more for the adults at this point? Is that why Taika is kind of taking it in a more mature direction and bringing in Jeff Goldblum to be in the movie? Yeah, maybe. No, kids um, love Goldblum, kid. dude. Those, <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. I, was at, I don't hang out with a lot of kids, but because you got of Disney you know, Plus the, series. So, hey. Yeah, the judge was pretty specific, but the ones mm-hmm. I do hang out with, um, with they're word. always like, MrApartments.com? And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if I had a dollar for every time I woke up on a Saturday and Coop was watching The Fly, mm-hmm. I just—it's constant. Daddy, can yeah. you watch the Lost World Jurassic Park? No, son. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, can we watch Earth sense. Girls? Are easy. <laughs> so let's talk about some some people involved in this. Richard, yep, Catherine Hahn, oh, Agnes, let's get out of the way, great. Richard. Yeah. Love Catherine Hahn in myriad ways. Um, she's great in this. She uh, she is one of these people that um, she really excels, and you can't do it too much. And I hope she actually kind of goes away for a little bit because she's had a bunch of these in a row. But she's so good at showy roles, like you know what I mean. Like she, when you kind of let her just go in a really loud performance, um, she like becomes a real star, you know, in a lot of ways, and so. Uh, you, you look at something as silly as stepbrothers or, or, uh, or a little role in parks and things like that. But she's also this really accomplished, great grounded, uh, indie film actress. And she's great in that too, but man, she can really turn it up to 11. And it was fun to watch her, uh, really do that here. She's, she's the best. She's one of the best actresses going. I'm never right about anything, but I was, I was early on Catherine Hahn and, and, uh, so were my loins. So that's good too. No, but I, I love her. She's great. Uh, yes, maybe uh, early tease. She'll end up on your top ten uh, actresses list perhaps. in a couple episodes. Perhaps, right? perhaps, episodes perhaps. Or something, yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, man. So she was fantastic in this. She fit into stole it for these, me, man. All these little uh, worlds so well. Whether it was the early fifties, you know, mm-hmm. or or even at the end of breaking the fourth wall, I think she has a very chameleon look anyway, outside of yeah. she's always looks different. She, and stuff she was to able to just the character of Agnes, even the character she's playing in this aside from Catherine Hahn, the actress was a perfect character mm-hmm. in this, um, such a mysterious character. Um, one that I think the fanboys were onto pretty early on in terms of the Agna, Agatha Harkness connection. Uh, but to see that all play out in ten, in I guess nine episodes, was um, was really really fun, and that brings a bigger question. Like, and this is kind of an eye roll for me. You're not watching the video, but it's like, are we bringing witchcraft into the MCU now? Like, is that is that going to be have to be a thing? Like. You know that was the topic of hot discussion in in some uh, little Christian school in the middle. Like, <laughs> they already banned watching. Watch the Scarlet yeah. Witch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. The Harry Potter. Conundrum all over again. Scar- "Quote unquote Scarlet Witch." A witch backstory, but like, yeah. Yeah. I don't want any more Salem witch trials scenes in my MCU. I don't know about you guys. That's all I want. I want. I want. You've been saying that since no way too. I have That's, been. That was your big uh, indictment saying, of Iron Man. Saying it since Edward Norton's I Hulk. S- You've been like, yeah. this is only during the Salem Witch Trials. <laughs> I think I'd be in. Yeah, it's like, Ragonk is good, but it could use more Hocus Pocus energy. 
Not one yeah. Bette Midler look alike in this whole Sarah thing. Jessica Parker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, as I most, I say that about most films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I like one thing I like about Marvel, and again, and we and we've to reiterate, I know nothing about comic books. I didn't. I missed that as a kid, but. What they like about Marvel is sort of the diversification of the way people have their powers. Maybe DC has this too. I just don't know it as well. But, um, you know, it's like rich guy has a suit. All right, cool. This guy's a Nordic god. Cool. This guy got injected with stuff in World War II and then got frozen. Cool. This guy met a weird Tilda Swinton and now he has powers. He was a surgeon. <laughs> right, cool. Tilda Swinton. And so, no other you know, mind, though, to be honest, I don't know. This His radioactive spider of that is so good to me. I love that. <laughs> radioactive spider. This guy's cool. a raccoon. Yeah, aliens done. They've got alien powers. They're from stronger planets, you know. And so, like, I don't mind a witch. I think that's a <laughs> a, uh, fi- a fine thing. But if yeah, if draw we had, the line at three though. Three is where yeah. the, the cutoff. Okay, yeah. let's let's take this further. I'm adding witch content to my my backwoods anti backwoods movies. Oh, okay, anti witch. Gotcha. Any witch. <laughs> I don't need witches. You're starting to infringe on my corner, dude. Because you know I'm I'm out on on uh, on horror movie witchcraft. Okay, so that, well know, I'm I'm okay with horror with... movie witchcraft, but I don't okay. like all right like these. Like Julia. spell, which maybe that's why I'm not super into Harry Potter. Honestly, gotcha. it's like maybe. a deep, like maybe. rooted thing in my soul where I just am not in super into witches. Um, but <laughs> yeah, thing witch, witch we movies, all laugh witch, about this. We are like, no. it's weird they brought witches into it until Disney buys WB in two years and Don't brings Harry Potter. Too, and Agnes is like, <laughs> yeah. it was Agatha all along. Yeah, but until it's no, so until good. Harry Potter is suddenly MCU oh, yeah. canon. And we're like, wow. Yeah. And Radcliffe's coming back. And they're like, yeah, 75 mil, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, man, Stephen Frears is directing it. Well, they <laughs> already established the Harry Potter, now you see me cinematic universe connection. <laughs> That's a That's fair. clear That's reveal. Fair. And now you think that would be incredible. They just kept is, Rad- Radcliffe is <laughs> Harry Potter in a, <laughs> in a different Multiverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he knows it so well. Yeah, that's why he knows the art of. <laughs> I just like him. Stuff. Like, yeah, I like that. That's still great. Where they go, hey, I'm your agent, uh, Daniel. Hey, man. Hey, you know you don't want to. You know we get scripts all the time for you to be a wizard. You know, typecasting being what it is. Yeah, uh, we're not doing those. But this one, uh, you just hate wizards, <laughs> magicians. <laughs> You hate magic. You hate I'm them. In. I'm in. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. That's, that's amazing. Count me in, mate. That's my English accent. It's pretty good. They, they he's Australian, that. I think. Yeah, he's I Australian, know. I think, apparently. Um, <laughs> man, so it turns out that, that uh, the, the WandaVision world is a hex that, that uh, Scarlet Witch herself has placed mm-hmm. on the Earth because she's so depressed about the passing of vision and how sword has deceived her into thinking that they're tearing him apart or, or whatever, or how they fished her into there to, to um, create a diversion or some blackmail distraction. And I really loved that sequence when the hex is created Mm -hmm. and you see it spreading out and creating 
turning all the normal stuff into vintage stuff, you know, that was one of the more incredible visual effect sequences, like maybe I've seen ever. Yeah. Jack White <laughs> was quite honest with you. And the yeah. one with uh, the car, like trying to drive fast as the hex was driving away. I'm thinking, Oh my God, how awesome would it be if the car gets like caught halfway in the hex as it's driving and like the back half of the car is a VW bus and the uh, front half of the car is like a regular truck. Right. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen. And I was like, no, (laughs) but they did have a scene there where some cops were turned into clowns, which was a a funny little jab at the, uh, at the uh, ACAB movement, I think, Um, (laughs) or an endorsement of that. But um, that, um, that was awesome. But then the next episode, they kind of, show that again and then they did do the car the half car and i was like yes the half the half vintage car because that would have been such a cool visual but man brian comment on that that whole 10 minute thing you're just like this is like better than movie visual like Mm -hmm. level production that they did visual effects on this were were really stinking good um they they deserve a Deserve quite a bit of credit. Turns out Disney has a lot of money, so uh, it's 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 good that they were able to to pump some of that into the the TV side of things. You know, like I thought it was awesome. I thought it looked really cool, and uh, it was a the explainer on her powers and the way that they get around to because she doesn't really know how she's doing it, or maybe even if she's doing it, and to have that that play out the way that it did, and and uh, and to see it in motion, uh, I thought was really cool. And I, I enjoyed, um, it was cool seeing her, like as she's driving through the town and you see all those, those characters that are, that popped up later. And as you know, the, the delivery guy becomes the, or the, the, the pizza man becomes the, the, uh, the postal employee and, uh, the mom from that 70s show, like gets her husband back and, and things like that. I, it's a, I thought it was a very, I, I don't know. I was I was very impressed with the way that they that they pulled that all together and and kind of uh, it made you at least for me it made me appreciate the previous episodes even more because there's just so many kind of called shots in the midst of those first few episodes that they pay off uh, when when she you know first expands the hex for the first time. Yeah, like all the from a just from a visual standpoint, incredible. It looked re it was a really cool thing that they were able to do and uh it was i was kind of i mean you're right like it was it was movie level like you you would never think even i mean we we've been in the peak tv era for however many two decades really now and even still to me there's there's times where i'm kind of surprised i'm like wow this is a tv show and and i shouldn't i shouldn't be that way anymore but it it still kind of creeps into my head and that was that was now pretty there's incredible. so even more. I think even the last five years, it's like what what is even either. You know, mm-hmm. it's really just time is the only difference now with a lot of these budgets on these TV shows. The only difference is eight hours versus sure. two or whatever. Right? It's crazy. It's a mad mad world. Sorry, Scorsese. Oh. Hey, if Scorsese could get ten hours in the budget that this got, I'm sure he would take. I know. Yeah, I'm sure he would. It's kind of uh, weird that he hasn't come around on that yet, honestly. Yeah, just it's just because old. of that. Because like, he's like, it's just old. I can't make, make a, a picture. picture? Yeah. If it's not projected in a cinema, it's not a picture. <laughs> That's for you, Shane. Um, <laughs> the thing. What would it, Kent? What would it look like if if George Lucas was talking to Scorsese? 
Marty, you got to stick to your guns, man. Uh, you know, Netflix is, it's fake. It's not a real thing. It didn't happen. It's not, there is no Netflix. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's a mirage. Well, you're right, George. I got to make a picture. That's probably why you got out of the business, right? That's exactly why I got out of the business. It's, a, it's not a business anymore. It's more of a, well, I don't want to use a, a bad term, but it's more of a an exchange, if you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean, George. Good talking to you. <laughs> Goodbye. Damn, he hangs up his 1920s style phone. Now, what if Glenn from Ruby Tuesday were to get in the mix? Or Red no. Robin was to get in the mix? Oh, Glenn. Yeah. Well, this, this is a new character I have <laughs> named Glenn that works at um, Tuesday morning. Uh, the, hello, this is Glenn. It's a wonderful day here, Tuesday morning. How may I be of service to you today? <laughs> Tuesday and Glenn Tuesday. is super committed to his job. Just loves love getting Tuesday up every morning. day, working at Tuesday morning, arranging knickknacks. Mm -hmm. You know, lives when, lives to talk to old ladies. He's kind of like Bernie from uh, the movie mm -hmm. Bernie with right. uh, Jack Black. Actual um, but, question uh, for yeah non Tejas Mam fan: uh, Is Tuesday morning everywhere? I know it's headquartered here, or is it just a Dallas Fort Worth Texas thing, or are they everywhere? That's my question. I don't so know. Email. I guess we'll get comments VIP, on yeah. that because uh, they'll be like, Kent, what the heck was the Tuesday morning guy impression? Tuesday. Um, but yeah, that's a joke for maybe some regional, regional man fam. I don't know. Um, I may be worldwide. I don't know. I just, yeah. maybe. I think mm -hmm. it's huge in Singapore. It is. Tuesday morning. They love it. Uh, so we find out that this is Agatha. All along, pulling all along. the pulling mm. the string, so to speak, literally Boy, with a, uh, a marionette. Uh, that, that one has been thing. in my head for two weeks. Oh my gosh, that Munster's wandering around the house. That Munster's theme at the about end. my dog. I you think know, uh, Catherine Hahn. <laughs> what else I, is I, new though? For me, I saw she was. I know, on the but they're show. all Agatha really. Yeah. It's, it's just it's set a nineties grunge rock about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw she was on Lucy, a, Lucy. She said, uh, Catherine on said on a talk show recently, I think it like charted after the, <laughs> after the show came out and cause she sings in it, she's going to get like a huge check for this vocal performance on Agatha all along. Um, but yeah, maybe that that's, that's probably the, uh, I don't know, the crowning achievement of, of WandaVision is Agatha all along was, was, was awesome. And Catherine Hahn, Amer future America treasure Catherine Hahn showcasing yeah. her skills. Um, so were, that was cool. Um, there were people but, complaining about Catherine Hahn early in the sh not not like man, she's not doing a good job, but like I don't know, there, two or three like episodes in, there were, yeah, yeah, there was a bunch of like, imagine if it was this person or something like that. And I was like, well, number one, how dare you? It's Catherine Hahn, she's incredible. But number two, you don't think that she's like clearly she's going to be something like she's it was for me at least, it seemed very clear from from minute one. I know nothing about these comics. I so I obviously didn't know who she is or what she was going to end up being, but it was pretty clear that she was going to be a bigger part of this than just the nosy neighbor. I was like, everybody just be patient maybe for a couple episodes and then you'll see how great Catherine Hahn is and lo and behold, that's what happened. She is great. Great, great. <laughs> what a cast. Yeah, so on the next episode, see. yeah. On the next episode, it, it's called Previously On, and that one, uh, I guess it's maybe the weakest one, is kind of a flashbacky episode of 
giving some context to Scarlet Witch. Um, I love this episode. I'll be honest. I, that might okay. be my might be my favorite episode of the bunch. Like it's very, it's very emotionally affecting, and you get a a better glimpse at because we never really get a a truly established origin for uh, for Wanda and uh, Pietro in Ultron or or anywhere else. It's just kind of it's just sort of mentioned as like this is who they are and and. Again, I don't I don't read the comics. So I don't really know too much of what was happening there, but I thought that was a very I think that episode was very important to the core of the show. And so it it worked very well for me. I I, I thought it was I th- and I thought it was a pretty fun way having 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 Agatha use her powers to sort of dance back through um their the, these flashback scenes in order to find out what she needs to find out. I I don't know. It worked worked for me. I thought it was pretty affecting. It was good, but it, it just felt like such a departure, I guess, from what I was expecting uh, sure. the show to be. And um, but it did it gave it gave a lot more context to the world and Sokovia and and um, you know some of the trauma why this happened, I guess, with uh, with Wanda. So that was nice. I uh, didn't didn't touch on Cat Dennings or AKA Darcy being back and involved. Um, not sure I care about that. Uh, felt a little bit ancillary to me. Yeah, didn't kind of thrown in. Maybe she's going to have a bigger role in Regonk 3 or 2 or whatever it is, 4. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that that didn't seem like a thing that needed to be a thing. Um, I think they could have done anything else there. Not anything else, but, like, just well, cut that entire character. Two broke girls, though. So well, that's no, I mean, there's nothing against nothing that. against Kat Dennings at all. I just didn't think that character was necessary at all in this show, like uh, at all. Is you know, maybe it's like yeah. somebody that people recognize again to to have one of those, but uh, maybe yeah. You know. I, I think for her more than anything, it's I, I assume she's going to be part of of Thor. Uh, what's it called? Love and Thunder is that the, that the mm-hmm. title? Mm-hmm. I think it is. Um, so it's a reestablishing. Hey, by the way, remember remember this girl who was in these movies. Uh, like almost a decade ago. Well, we need to we need to remind y'all that, that who she is and that she's part of this whole thing. That's that's kind of how I took it. That works. That works. And let's get to the finale here, guys. You know, my wife was really invested into the show too. Like mm-hmm. she uh, she would wake up on. I would watch it on Fridays and and have my Discord stuff. And it was her like tradition to do watch it on Saturdays. And uh, after she would get off work, so she would, she was always really excited about it. So I would always ask her her thoughts after it. And she was just like, she, sometimes she'd come in from the bedroom from watching it and be like, oh my gosh, that episode, you know, just be super mm. st- psyched on it and be like, I'm so into this. And then, um, she, we watched the end and like, I get a day, day or few went by. I say, Hey, well, did you finish one of it? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, what'd you think? She's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. You know, I guess it didn't stick the landing for a lot of people. Um, mm. Maybe a bit bombastic for this scaled down version, you know, with that giant fight at the end with Vision and Gray Vision and that whole laser situation. But it looked awesome. Um, I thought it was a cool finale. If you're going to have a finale, it needs to be big, I think. Uh, so I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I think I need to probably watch it again to see where I rank it among my favorite episodes of the, of the series. But yeah. Um, where did you fall in the finale, Brian? I did think it was a little bit lacking maybe compared to, um, 
to some of the other episodes and and part of that maybe is the the conceit because by that point we've completely abandoned the uh the sitcom bit and um the the tie-ins to to uh to all those things so we've we're fully into just it it that felt like a any other uh conclu- or third act in in a marvel movie pretty much yeah. um and that's okay cuz again they're incredibly successful and they're usually very very good movies and we have established many times over that the third act is usually the weakest part of of most of those films and uh so it kind of it kind of went that direction uh, a little bit. I there was some there was some cool stuff along the way. You get the reveal with the full Monica Rambo turning like really establishing some of her powers. Um, the reveal on uh, or or the Scarlet Witch like her costume coming to fr- and I thought it was a really cool final final bit between her and Agatha. I, I really like like with paint with uh, doing yeah. the runes and stuff and. That was really cool. I thought it was a good episode, not a great episode. And if we're kind of wondering, okay, where does this where does this leave this story within the MCU, or where does the MCU go from here? I think that's a fair question. I I do think that part of the, and I'm not saying this for for Zoe Kent, but just the the general, I don't know, <laughs> disgruntlement <laughs> with. Uh, with the finale is more of a, which we've seen a billion times over at this point, says much more about uh, the internet and our obsession with fan theories and, and, and where this thing is going and um, what, will it meet my expectation or not? And I just, I wish that people would stop doing that. I, oh, and, well, yeah. It's I, I, she, so obnoxious. She does, does not. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying about any of that, I just mean yeah, culture yeah. at large. I would say that from I think Lost may be the first the first uh show slash movie universe, whatever, that really really played into the internet, right? And like the the fan forums and, and the the theories that that uh avid viewers had and stuff, and then ultimately Everyone was disappointed with the lost finale, and I think maybe some rightly so, and some it's just like, well, but just it 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 comes across as well. It didn't it didn't fit the theory that I personally um, had come to believe was the truth, and and then we saw that with the Star Wars movies, we see it with with uh, with a lot of these things. It's these big cultural touchstones in film and TV. Um, I think like the Discord is great because we have these great conversations and, and all VIPs are, are excited about the show and, and running ideas back and forth to each other and stuff. And it's a, it's a great thing, but I do think that it, it, that type of um, anticipation and fan theories and whatnot, it, it ultimately just leads to being frustrated and upset with where it ended up because whatever, where it ended up didn't, didn't reach what you thought that it was going to reach. I don't know. Like, again, I don't think that's the best episode of the, of the series by any means. And, uh, it was maybe a little bit lesser than, than, uh, than the, the, the one before that and stuff. And I still thought it was pretty solid, but I, I think that a lot of people are setting themselves up for failure 
with this like kind of obsession with like what's going to happen, what's going to happen. Here's yeah. what I think is going to happen. Here's what I think is going to happen. It it just ultimately leads you to to a bad place. So I thought it was a fine episode and a, and a good conclusion. Where it goes from there, I, I don't know, and I don't, I don't know if it'll be successful on that front. I think that's kind of what Richard was saying when when he jumped in is like, uh, if I don't know if you want to take it from there, but it's, I don't know, I don't know if that'll work or not. But it it was, I thought it was a fine episode and and a, a, a semi strong conclusion to uh to the series as a whole or the season at least yeah yeah i I just kind of ended up sort of confused by it you know but not not like in bad confused but just seemed yeah it didn't fully tie together but that's not necessarily the point with these right i mean these are these are supposed to be you know i don't even want to say movies anymore um 25 pieces of content it's it's unlike anything else in television that you watch where you expect to be coming to this great resolution and maybe it's only a little bit of resolution but there's going to be six movies that touch this in the next three years um and so it's like you kind of sit there going because you're used to that with film right you walk out especially with kind of cinematics if you walk out and go okay well i'll see another one here soon but with this because this is probably the end of this this quote-unquote show um. Okay, that didn't fully land it for me, but you know maybe Doctor Strange Two will land it more. I mean, it's a hard thing to fully like, uh, especially as someone who's mostly just a TV watcher, uh, maybe to comprehend. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And you know, you said season finale, Brian. You know, I think this is a one-off series. I don't think <laughs> there's going to be a season two of WandaVision. I don't want there to be a season two of WandaVision. <laughs> Again, I think the entire thesis that they had circled, underlined on the board, was make people care about these characters. And I think they did that. And um, yeah, if this is a one-off, I think it was mission accomplished for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know what what more y'all have to touch on on this, but uh, I'm ready. I'm almost ready for grades. Um, yeah, let's grade it out. I've... I've almost exhausted my notes, but I wanted to give a shout out to, um, to one of our VIPs in the discord here. Uh, let me scroll up to his comments on the, uh, on the discord because it was so long ago. I'm going to have to, mm-hmm. I'm giving a shout out to VIP Ryan, um, winner who, um, was on our WandaVision channel and said, I think, summarized it perfectly he said the best thing about this show was the theories and guesswork and in turn what made the finale was disappointing was the theories and guesswork sure bingo that was exact (laughs) bingo like we had so much fun talking about it and then that ultimately is what disappointed us in the end was that we had so much fun talking about it that we didn't have so much fun talking about it anymore yeah when it was all over i'm that's part of it too though the staggered release again yeah Yeah. part of his point was that was the fun of it i wish more shows we Mm -hmm. could get more of that Mm -hmm. yeah we we need to get better as as a a society (laughs) at in general yeah it's just like separating those fan-based ideas and and uh and desires for these movies and shows and stuff from the ultimate ending like lost to me is the is the again i would keep going back to is the best example for me i was like i watched the finale i that was that was a show that i got together with with friends back when you could do that and we watched that up that 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 uh that show every single week for like 
three years, let's say the last three years of the show, I, I think I was at a at a friend's house watching that show almost almost every single week. And we got to the finale and it ended and I was like, that's fine. It didn't really do what I thought it what I was kind of hoping it would do. It didn't give me satisfactory answers to every question that it asked through the course of the show, but, it, but it's fine. I'm all right. And there were so many people in that room that were just like, well, this is garbage and were so angry because it didn't it didn't hit the thing that that they were expecting uh, the, the show to be. And I, I think that's played out many times with Star Wars to me is another great example. We've seen it happen over the last since for post Force Awakens through those last two Star Wars movies, like just people are just being so ticked about. And so. I would love for for us. I think Ryan, you're you're spot on. I think it would be great if we could figure out how to engage in those conversations, have the the fun of that, the the theories and the the exchange of ideas and whatnot, without it ultimately ruining the thing for it. So if we could just yeah. like, t- hey, Agreed. wouldn't it be cool if? But like temper our expectation of will it be that? Yeah, I, I don't know. True. That seems like true. a better way to 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 approach these well things said. personally, but. Well, but I guess somebody it, that kind of stays yeah. out of the fan theory stuff altogether on on most things. So, but it's fun to talk about, as Richard said. Sure. At the same time, it's fun to have that communal experience. Um, I give WandaVision an A. Really enjoyed it. Um, near perfect. So it's an A, not an A plus. An A plus would be perfect. Uh, near perfect for me. Uh, loved it. Really, really blew my expectations away. What about you, Ryan? I'll give it an A. I came in A, A minus. Um, I do think it suffers a tiny bit that the the last episode is lesser than the the maybe the previous like four episodes before that. Um, but it was pretty satisfactory to me at the, at the end, and I thought it had some incredible highs. So, and also I love Elizabeth Olsen, so I'll 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 go with an A as well. I'll, I'll stick with an A. What about you, Arby? I was gonna go B, but Elizabeth Olsen went to high school with Heim. So I'm going to bump it up to a B plus. <laughs> and her sisters were uh, crushes yeah. of my, I don't know, 10 years of my life was devoted to <laughs> yep. being in love with Mary Kate. Years Ashley, so. 25 to 35. <laughs> yeah. And they were 35 to 45 and they weren't looking that great. So it was kind of, kind of a weird time. <laughs> it was weird. All right. Um, that's WandaVision. Branson raves. Let us know what you think of WandaVision on Twitter at Mad About Movies and uh, via the VIP Discord, all that stuff. The WandaVision conversation continues on the spoilers channel. It's still going on as I'm speaking. So chime in on that. If you want to scroll back to that and read all of those comments, it's a lot of fun. So check that out, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Thanks so much for listening. Follow us all on Twitter at bgo 12 at Kent Garrison, and at Richard Barden. We love you. Thank you, and hope to see you soon. Cinema. And I killed Sparky, too.